Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by Logos Bible Software. You can get Logos 8 Basic for free by heading over to logos.com slash doc and devo. That's slash D-O-C-A-N-D-D-E-V-O. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You comfortable over there? I am comfortable. You comfortable? You got the arms of the chair up all the way? Yep. Well, no, this one is a little bit low. There we go. Why, Jimmy? Now I feel Jimmy sits good. in this chair. It's Brian Malcolm's <laughs> office chair that he brought into the office for all of us to use. Mm. But uh, what, what Jimmy does is Jimmy, you know how you can adjust the arms mm. up and down? Jimmy puts them all the way up. Like not up true. to the armpits. Yeah, they not are. true. They're all the way up. Not true. Yeah. One of them is. The other one's not. So I lean. Okay. They're, and anybody else who sits in that chair goes, why are these all the way up? Everybody freaks out. Why, so do, you, why? why do you do it? Because I like it. Why it's do you do it? It's because, comfortable. Because? Because it's comfortable. You have little T-Rex arms. That's I why do you not do it. Have you have little T-Rex arms. You've got the T-Rex arms. I do not have T-Rex arms. My arms are appropriate for my body They are not appropriate. They are totally appropriate. They are not. Your head is overshaped and your arms are You have the arms of Mr. Potato Head. That's what you have. I do not. That makes no sense. He's got little tiny little arms. I do not have And he's brown. He's got long hands. No, he doesn't. My hands are the most beautiful hands you've ever seen. You do have beautiful hands, except for the one that has that tattoo of a hamster on it. Is, that, is it a hamster? I can't tell. I see the eye. It looks like a hamster. <laughs> you know, I hate you. <laughs> I, I missed you so much. I was in Michigan and I, it was like all by myself and everything. Yeah. yeah. I told you I'd go with you if you had just. I, I did. I, I invited you. You invited me like the three days beforehand. Uh, like a day before, yeah. Yeah. If you had invited me like a few <laughs> I weeks didn't think ago, you I would actually go. Of course. I just didn't, I just didn't if really. If I think... could have, I would have. Okay. Well, next time, let's go next year. Maybe. Oh, right. see, well, what's the date? Go. What's the right. date? I don't know. Well, I got to find right. out what Steve's doing. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was cool. Man, I was up in Michigan for the Philadelphia Conference on Reformed Theology, and it was uh, three uh, Scottish Presbyterians and me. <laughs> All <laughs> it right, was, it was okay. awesome. Uh, great, Doctor David Murray and everybody. It was just awesome. It was a great, smart, godly people and me. So yeah. uh, it was yeah. a good time. Yeah. Did you like tell the truth though, Joe? About just anything? Were you were you just honest? I'm always honest. What are you talking about? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm reading articles. From yeah, there, CNN. There, there, there are some articles out there. Yeah, just your, in time for the PCRT. Yeah, your, yeah, your lack of uh, telling the truth. Godliness in particular. Yeah. There's like no godliness. No godliness for you. As Lots well as uh, we received, uh, we, we get these messages more often than people realize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, this one was pretty, Oh, the one uh, today? The one for yeah, today. Yeah, the one at the church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not from anybody at our church, of mm-hmm. course. No, no. Why can't you just tell the truth? There is no truth in you, Joe. You are just a well, liar. I, I, I hear that. I'm hearing that a lot. Astray. I know. That's, that's what she said. Yeah, she's uh what did the commenter say? Oh, the commenter said you awaken the warrior bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and somebody else wanted to know, like, why do you guys screenshot that stuff and put it up? Why do you guys share the hate? And uh the guy that left that comment seemed a little like confused, if not troubled by the fact that we do that. Truth is, is we do it rarely, um, because we get a lot more than we share. But the the answer is uh because it's funny. Yeah. And uh, we like to laugh. And I don't take those 
sort of people serious when they're just spewing hate and don't know anything about us. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, It'd be different you know, if like someone in the church was like, hey, man, da, 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 da. Like, yeah. oh, oh, ooh, oh, ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh, heart check. Let's, yep. let's, let's, let's see what's going on. Work through this. Uh, and, and, and even if they were wrong, uh, I wouldn't put them on blast. You know, I'd no. just talk to them directly. But I don't know these people. They're just uh, kind of spewing hate. Yep. So anyways, you know, whatever. So, so they allowed you to speak at the PCRT. Yeah, despite the fact that this article came out on me. Okay. That said I was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. So what did you speak on? Because uh, I, I didn't go, so I didn't uh, hear. Justification by faith alone. How could you speak on that? Well, I, I don't, because it's not, you know, it's, I don't have to preach about what I've experienced. Just what oh, everybody just else should experience. Yeah. Okay, so that and, sounds really good. Uh, and then on the breakout, which I didn't do, I don't know. Yeah. You didn't do a breakout? I feel, I feel like, no, I, I, my, my sermon I felt was... Eh, you I, feel like that for every sermon. Yeah, but so no, I don't but like you. I'm comparing this to the uh, what I've what I normally do even here, and I feel like yeah, I should have done it different, done a better job. Uh, but the breakout session was a lot of fun, and okay. I had a really good conversation with people. And what did you do? What did you do during the breakout? Uh, I just titled it "The Cross and the Christian Life," and it was all about mortification and vivification. Nice, there you go. Okay. Man, sanctification. I mean, the thing that people accuse you of of not caring about and uh, not knowing anything about yeah 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 <laughs> again uh, i i i know a lot about it but mm. i've not experienced any mm. of it they can't they can't really fault me for my doctrine because my doctrine is solid uh, all they can do is point at me and say like well that guy uh has tattoos and listens to heavy metal and watches, watches dark movies. movies yeah yeah dark it was so funny because right before i left i went to the dark matter coffee shop in uh chicago oh <laughs> yes yes of course Very few you people did. got that all right so what uh, what hey, by the way Yep. Worship today was great. Packed house, tons awesome. of people. Lots of people. How was, how, how was, I was, I was gone for second service. Yeah, you were here first service, second service, just as full. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're not going to bet either. No, because they lost the last bet. <laughs> Where's my cigar? I just gave it to you. No, you did. Yeah, no, I did. No, I, we said it was going to be a king is dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, are you going to go tonight? We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll okay. see. Well, next time I see you, you'll have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a king is dead right there. Oh. Is that mine? Yeah, yeah, that, oh, okay. that one's yours. Now it's yours. There we go. That was <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy just gave himself a king is dead. <laughs> That's how it works. So today we're uh, we're continuing our conversation on sanctification, right? Yep. Here we are. We're going. We're still in uh, sixteen eighty nine, chapter thirteen. This time we're going to wrap up uh, paragraphs two and three. Why? Why is this an important doctrine, Jimmy? Why is the doctrine of sanctification something? I mean, obviously we're going through the confession, so we're yeah. hitting sanctification, but but. This is a doctrine that's important enough to be in the confession. It's something that uh, that you know, good and healthy ministries preach a lot about. Yep. Why is sanctification such an important doctrine? Because we're called as believers uh, to be becoming more Christ-like, right? Mm-hmm. To be changing from one degree of glory to the next. Uh, and so this is this is a lifelong journey uh, for the believer. That as we grow closer to Christ, we uh, cling to Him and let go of the things of the world. That's right. That's really good. And and I think I would say as well that the doctrine itself is important because it's it's easier for us to pursue Christ and to pursue a growth in godliness if we understand how sanctification works. Yeah. That's why we're so he- uh, thankful for uh, you know good theology and confessions like this. Jimmy, do you want to read paragraph two? Or uh, I'll let you read it. Go okay. ahead. Thankfully, I do have it up here. All right. Here good, we good, go. Good, 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 because I did not. <laughs> sanctification. So this is a 1689, yep, chapter 13, myself. Go ahead. paragraph two. This sanctification is throughout the whole man, yet imperfect in this life. There abides still some remnants of corruption in every part, wherefrom arises a continual and irreconcilable war, the flesh lusting against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. 
Mm. This is good stuff, right? Oh, that's uh, great. Really succinct, uh, succinct uh, way of uh, of putting it. And really, like right away, this very first clause here demonstrates that sanctification is this holistic mm-hmm. but progressive transformation that's happening, right? It's uh, the sanctification is throughout the the whole man. It's 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 going to impact the entire person. Yeah, I mean, we we read this in First uh, Thessalonians five twenty three. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely oh. and may your whole spirit oh. and soul and body and, and become body. blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah, I mean this 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 progress of sanctification, this act of of sanctification, uh I mean it's it's complete. It's mm-hmm. the whole man. I mean it starts even one of the things for uh for me had been uh thoughts, right? right. Like take your mind captive, right? By the word of God, uh or by the renewing of your mind, right? Um, so that right there should be an indicator of mm. your sanctification is, is what are your, how are your, what's your thought pattern? What, what's going on in, inside your head that people are not able to see? Yeah. I remember that. I mean, I distinctly remember as a new Christian, like, wow, I'm thinking about God. I'm mm. thinking about the things of God, like mm. more like, a, you know, and it had weight completely different than I was while I was going through that period of, of kind of seeking and despairing. Searching. So uh, I think that's good. That's definitely. So it impacts if, if we can kind of break this down, right? It, it hits the thought life, but it also hits our emotions too, right? Okay. I mean, the scripture talks a lot about us, um, you know, loving and hating, right? Uh, rejoicing. Well, yeah. these are these are emotions or affections. And we tend to feel like, well, I'm, I'm just sort of a, a, a victim or a, a, a passenger with my emotions. They, I can't really control them. I'm in the caboose and the... Uh Oh, no, I'm in the sidecar. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, I'm in the caboose and my emotions is the f- the engine, f- the engine, the front you know, of the train. You know why you're in the caboose? Because it's the back. And? Because it's the back. It's the party car. Oh, yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and Jimmy's in the party car. I'm in the party car. <laughs> um, so yeah, but, but 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 truly, I mean, our emotions are something that need to be sanctified. Yeah. And we do have some level of control over guiding them and cultivating them. And so sanctification hits our thought life, like you were saying, saying Jimmy, but it also hits our, our emotions. Mm-hmm. It hits that, you know, how we feel about the things of the world and the things of God. Yep. Along that, it, it, it hits with motives, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what job I mean, can I hear that saying, you know, people have the purest of motives. Mm. No, no, you don't. You know, no, you don't. Uh, that that's another area in need yeah. of uh, of the saving work of of the gracious work of the sanctifying spirit, right, upon our lives. Even okay, so even if you're preaching, right, you're going to say you're going to preach yeah. on Sunday. I'm going to preach on Sunday, and and it's. I think it's fair for me to say that when Jimmy's up there preaching, his motive, his driving motive, is to glorify God and serve the people. Correct. Okay, but. I, I want to do good. Yeah. There's also other motives. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I don't want to look foolish. Yeah. I want, you know, I want people to, to be like, man, you know, go oh, Jimmy, yeah, go yeah. Jimmy, go. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I, I'm so thankful for one of my professors one time telling me years and years ago when I was in college that, um, the best of men and women, uh, the godliest of the saints, uh, if they have a platform and they're they're speaking or preaching or teaching or whatever, uh, sure they might have great motives, but they also have some not so great motives mixed in with all of that. Yeah. And most of the people that have uh, a ministry where they speak, well, they actually like to be the one talking. Oh, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. you know that's not necessarily a wickedness, but it's not the highest. It motive. can become a wickedness, oh, right? I mean, when you become pride. the brand. Yeah. Oh well, you know. You know. You know. So, no, we, we, I mean, I think you're right. In fact, maybe since we don't have the purest of motives, we should start a movement and we could, we could call ourselves the Impuritans. 
<laughs> Stop yeah. it. Stop it. I mean, listen, we've people already been already see you. I'm just saying. People already see you. Why don't we just embrace that? it? We Actually, people already see you, not me. I don't, I don't really get the hate. No, they referred you. to you in the article. They referred to me. Yeah. Oh, as first the, of all, as the as a pastoral, pastoral assistant. assistant. <laughs> listen, they, they need to do their homework. I thought you were so funny. Jimmy's like, I'm going to write them and, and tell them they need to issue a <laughs> correction. I am a pastor at this church. I'm I am not a, an assistant. I, I, am, I am the executive <laughs> that pastor. That would be so awesome, dude. You should do that. I would like you to post a correction, I would like you please. To go ahead and please post a correction. Yeah. Uh, my title is executive pastor. Yes. I am the reprobate that you think has been seduced by Satan, <laughs> but my title actually is executive pastor, not assistant. Thank you very much. Um, we should try to get that up. That'll be so funny. All right. So we got thoughts. You, uh, you said, I said emotions, you said motives. How about words, right? The way that we talk. Words mean things? Words mean things. Oh. And uh, oftentimes many of the words that I use are mean things. You know, they're not, uh, they don't just mean things. They are mean things sometimes mm. when I say them because they're not very nice. I've never heard you say that. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that. You're covering for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> our words, when we're sanctified, right? It, it's, it's, we begin to learn that there is power in words. And I don't mean like, crazy charismatic power like where you can make things come well, into yeah, existence. Well, yeah, you can name it and then claim and there's it. There's no yes. naming it and claiming it. No, no. There's you, naming you and blab- blaming. I name and blame. No, That's what I do. Well, I point I, to people, I name them, and then I blame them. See, I blab and grab. Oh, really? Does it work, though? It, it works that way. Is that how the, you got these cigars? Name and claim doesn't work anymore, oh, but blab and grab does. Okay, oh, I'll remember that. There's anointing time. in the blab and grab. Okay, I like that. I like it. Sounds, it sounds, uh, you know, it sounds more uh, aggressive, too. Yeah. Grab it. Grab it. Yeah. Claim. Yeah. Claim a ticket. Yeah, yeah, no, you know? I'm, I'm grabbing it. I like that. So our words, though, our words are one of the things that not only need to be sanctified, but um, and, and the reason they need to be sanctified is because we, we misuse them, of course. But the reason it's so important that they are sanctified is because there's power in the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the ability to comfort or to correct, right, to, to speak words of grace. And as Jesus said, uh, the words that we speak are oftentimes uh, the overflow of our hearts. So it reveals yeah. something much, much deeper, right? Our, our words stem from our emotions and our, our motives and our desires and our thoughts. So you know, we learn to speak differently, not through behavior modification, but as our hearts are actually changed. Yep. And I mean, and, and it's not, it's not going to be perfect right away. No, right? no, no. It's I think I get, I get discouraged in this often when I think about my thoughts, my emotions, my motives, my words, my actions. Yeah. Uh, and I think to myself, man, why am I not farther along? And I'm sure, you know, obviously people writing articles are, are, Kind of asking that same question, right? Yeah, they're, you're, they're not not, even, not, you're, you're not even along. You, you're not, you need <laughs> to begin. When are you going to begin? Is the real question for some of these people. But, but yeah, for me, I'm like, man, I, uh, I get, I get, I, I get discouraged. Uh, but the second part, the next clause, talks about that sanctification is imperfect, right? Yeah. Uh, it continues on, yet imperfect in this life, there mm. abide still some remnants of corruption in every heart. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, before our conversion, we understand this, right? Before our conversion, we're totally depraved. We're totally incapable of, of coming to Christ on our yeah. own. Nothing good dwells in us. And, um, and we understand that. But after conversion, right, we have yeah. this new nature and we think like, well, man, I've got the new nature. I've got the new heart. The spirit is in me. I should be good to go. But as the confession says, and as scripture indicates, sin still remains with us. Yeah. In Romans 7, uh, 17 and 18. For now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. You know, and that's, you know, Paul's argument in Romans 7, which is his current struggle as a believer. Are you sure? Are you sure he's not talking about pre-conversion? No, Stephen Altrigi. (laughs) I am. uh, I am sure he's talking about his present. Are you sure he's not just talking about allegorically the, the Jews? No, I think he's talking about himself. Um, but, but, and I know, understand why people would, would go that way. Um, 
and the thing is, is if, of course, if you isolate Romans 7 from the rest of Romans or from the rest of Paul's writing, it can give you uh, or the beginning a, of Romans 8. Right. It's just, <laughs> just that it, it can definitely give you this picture of like absolute defeat in the Christian life. And that's not true. But there sin does remain. It clings to every part of us. And so while we're not totally depraved in the way that we were before our conversion, still sin still clings to every part of us, right? There is yeah. corruption in every part of us. And this is the nature of our struggle. Like this is, and let's, let me just say this. Christians struggle. So some people struggle. Some people don't struggle. Now, the people who struggle are those that um, are tempted and they fall and they're convicted and then they're trying to fight sin and sometimes they win and sometimes mm. they lose. The people who don't struggle are people that aren't fighting. And so let me just say this. Don't say you struggle if all you're doing is giving in. You're not struggling. If, if I'm just giving into my sin, which I do sometimes, if mm -hmm. I'm just giving into my sin, it's not fair to, for me to go, hey, Jimmy, man, I'm really struggling right now. No, no, you forfeited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, <laughs> DNF, did not finish. Like you just, you, you're quitting is yeah. what you're doing. You're not struggling. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you're, we have to recognize that sometimes we use the word struggle as as a euphemism for um, I'm forfeiting. And yeah. even maybe an excuse. Yeah. We use it for as an excuse well, you know, for, just, uh, for our sins sin. in my life, you know, so I'm just struggling. No, you mean you're giving up all the time. No, no, I'm yeah. imperfect. Right? Like, yeah. the, uh, you know, I'm just, but man. So imperfect means that uh, you do good and bad. So is there any good going on in this area? Or? Well, no, 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 just the okay. bad. So it's just, so, yeah, it's just, okay. Yeah, impuritans. Okay, oh, got it, got it, got it. Got it. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So with this struggle, I mean, this is, this is a lifelong struggle, right? This right, is not, right. It's not easy and it's not going to end till glory. No. No, and th this is really the nature of spiritual warfare. Yeah. So, like the struggle um, that we that we have uh, w against against sin in our lives, that is what spiritual warfare is. Spiritual warfare isn't Frank Peretti, Mom Spaghetti. Never uh, forget it, that's it's not uh, angels and demons waving swords around your head while you're. Dude, I love that you, you know, brought him up. I can't even. That's so oh, yeah. awesome. Great I read Frank job. Peretti back in the day. Did you really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, New Christian. I was reading all kinds of stuff. Mm. Yeah, and then I found the Reformed tradition. I was like, oh. Then I put childhood things away and I just moved on <laughs> I, into the reform I, I, I stuff. no longer went with milk, but yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah. Or I had a, a bourbon milk stout. You know, that, that, <laughs> I did that sometimes. Um, and so it talks about the spiritual warfare in the confession, right? At the end of paragraph two, where, uh, where from arises a continual and irreconcilable war, mm. the flesh lusting against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. There is this constant battle yeah. inside each Christian. That's the struggle, right? The actual fighting that happens over faith and unbelief, over righteousness and unrighteousness. Yeah, I mean, um, Paul talks about that in Galatians 5.17, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires mm. of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So you want to, yes, but this yes. war is going on. Right. So that you back to Paul or St. Paul, but uh, in Romans, mm -hmm. but you're not doing the things that you ought to do. And it's like, that, that, there's that want to there, right? Like yeah. there's this, that's the change, right? In sanctification. That's, to me, that's like, that's the grace of God uh, and the spirit of God at work in you is that you want to change. Yeah. I love it. When you it. don't want to, when you just go with the defeat or forfeit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that, that's when you really begin to question, like, wow, man, where's my heart at? You know, mm. what do I actually believe here? Um, in First Peter two eleven is another passage, right? Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Mm. So, what this means is that if we're going to be sanctified, if we're going to be progressively changed, conformed to the image of Christ, if the image of God is going to be restored in us, and we're going to become progressively imperfectly, but really holy, then we have to fight. 
There yeah. will be a fight and it will, it is grueling. It is hard. The Christian yeah. life is not easy. It is, it is not, it is not chill. You don't get, becoming a Christian doesn't mean, hey, I'm just going to chill now. Yeah. I sit back on, uh, you know, I was going to say laurels. Yeah. Is that a word? Is yeah, that the right word. word? Yeah. Laurels. Laurels. Yeah. Okay, laurels so, and Hardy. The team. I want to see that movie though. Really? Yeah. I do. Why? Because. You have the worst. <laughs> no, I don't. You have no, don't you want to see the new Peel movie? No. Really? No. I don't do those kind of movies. But that's, you wouldn't see a Jordan Peele movie? No, but it, it looks scary. It looks too dark for me. Listen. Whoa. CNN. Whoa. What CNN. do you mean too dark? Because it's African-American oh, families? Joe. That is not cool, man. Joe, Joe. That is, seriously, Jimmy, let me just take Joe. a moment here to rebuke you. Joe. That is not okay. Oh, Joe, That no. is not okay. You, no, you, Joe, you should no. look in the mirror, son. No, Joe, Joe, too far. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That's what I'm calling you out for. You know what I meant. Yeah, that's why I'm talking to you about it. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's too scary for oh, me. Oh, scary. Yes. Okay. Too horrible. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. Uh, but when you talk about like we must fight, I mean, that that I, I think of like, man, I have to be, and we're called to be active, intentional, and vigilant yeah. when we're talking about this fight, right? right? It's, it's something that we're actually doing. It's something that we have to actually be on the lookout for, and we have to be ready to continue the progress. Why, 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 why do you think that for, for so many of us and for all of us at different points? I can't points, believe you said that. You so said it. <laughs> oh, so that, that movie's kind of dark, if you know what I mean. Oh, wink, wink. Yeah, you totally winked at me. Yes, you did. Don't. Oh, what? Don't tell the truth, Joe. Don't bear false witness because no one can see. Okay, you, know, you didn't. You didn't wink. Okay, thank okay, you. No, good, you didn't good, wink, good, but you were good. smiling. You were smiling. You said, so, you know. Because I was laughing about how much of a baby I am for horror <laughs> okay, movies. Okay, all right, you know, I'm just saying. Um, well, so why is it? Why do you think we we shift into that kind of passive mode? What do you think it is that 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 lets us think or conclude that mm-hmm. we can just chill, or even maybe we're not maybe we're not consciously doing it? Why do you think we relax so much instead of fight? One, I think uh, it's easy to. Right? Mm-hmm. I think there, there might just be a sense of laziness to it. Sure, uh, it's it's easy. Um, that's why most of us don't go to the gym. Yeah. Because that's hard work. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, I you, do that. yeah everyone, everyone wants the finished product. They just don't oh, want yeah. the process of the product, right? right? Um, and so I think it's I think it's easy. I think there's laziness. I also think uh, it's this is an issue of leadership. I think this is an issue of the leadership of the church not training and holding its people accountable. Yeah. So if you're not showing your people right. what it means to be growing in sanctification, to right. be active, to be fighting to, you know, yeah. uh, uh in the sanctification, mm-hmm. then what do you expect? How do you expect them to? And, and in my experience, I mean, 20 plus years as, pa- as a, as a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, generally, I think this falls on, uh, this failure tends to happen among executive pastors, more primarily is what I, oh, just, really? I just want to say. <laughs> no, mostly the executive pastors, the ones that are not really doing their job here. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, well, let's, let's talk about paragraph three. Man, I must have hit you hard right there because you, you felt the need to come swing at me on that one. Yeah, well, I'm trying to humble you after I that comment about, you know, about your leadership. About African-American directors Stop and it. filmmakers. Stop Peele it. Is, 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 He's a great comedian. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I think great, he's great writer. But I, you great know director. I get scared. I listen, I want I watched uh, A Quiet Place and you know that was enough that was hard for me. Yeah, that, I know you watched it without me. Anyways, paragraph three. Well, before we get to paragraph three, Joe, mm. when we're talking about uh the sanctification, when we're talking about fighting for it, uh one of the means by which we we do that is by our uh study of God's word. Yes. Right. And what better way it 
to study God's word in the King James Bible, <laughs> which you can find uh-huh. on Logos. That's right. Logos Basic Bible eight. software. Ooh. Man, the people of Logos have been fantastic to the listeners, doctrine and devotion. You can head on to the website, uh, logos.com slash doc and Devo. And there you can grab Logos eight basic for free. Grab it, grab it now. They've got videos, they've got tutorials. Uh, it's going to help. Uh, as when you, as you're kind of navigating through that software, Joe and I use Logos, uh, every day, uh, for personal study, uh, mm-hmm. getting ready for like sermon prep and well, CGs, DGs, man, I use Logos yeah. all the time. And I, 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 listen, Logos is amazing. And you know how I know it's, it's great because I, I I'm willing to bet that all of these fundamentalists that are hating on doctrine and devotion for, uh, for our rampant ungodliness, as they say. Uh, and we do use Lagos every day. I bet they're going to start coming after Lagos now. No, don't do that. Why, why are you baiting them to go for I'm Lagos? I'm not. I'm just saying, don't like, you know, bait, don't, Lagos. Lagos. Don't, don't, don't bait them. I read Lagos all the time. <laughs> I mean, I read Lagos all the time. And then, every other and then time. I watch a horror movie sometimes. And it's like, you know, maybe there's a connection. <laughs> so head on over to Lagos.com slash Devo. Grab uh, Lagos 8 Basic for free. 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 All right. So, uh, Paragraph three, right? So we're continuing here with this idea of of warfare. And in paragraph three, it says, in which war, although the remaining corruption for a time may much prevail, yet through the continual supply of strength from the sanctifying spirit of Christ, the regenerate part does overcome. And so saints grow in grace, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, pressing after a heavenly life and evangelical obedience to all the commands which Christ as head and king in his word has prescribed to them. Ooh, that's so good. Love it. It's so good. All right. So in paragraph three, we're talking about spiritual warfare. What's the point that's being made here? Well, in the first part there, that we will lose uh, sometimes the battle. Yeah. Right. It uh, says here, in which war, although the remaining corruption for a time may much prevail. May much prevail sometimes. It, it, you're, you might be going through a season. Yeah. You could go through a season. Some of us have gone through seasons of uh, backsliding or failure mm-hmm. uh, and and. This is this is known. It's going to happen. That, you know, that's not to excuse it. No, but, but it's reality. It, yeah, exactly. But when it happens, take heart to know that uh, it's for a season. You got to know it's possible, right? In the midst of that failure, you got to know it's possible, right? Because when you feel the weight of the failure and you're you've lost the battle, you know, you're, you read like Romans seven twenty three, right? I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me a captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members, right? So you're feeling that. What you need to know is what's possible. Yeah. Right. And 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 what's possible is that you can change. Yeah. You can beat that sin. Now, you can't be perfect. Uh, you, you can't rid yourself of all corruption, but you can overcome that particular sin in, in the moment that you're facing right there. Because although we will sometimes lose the battle, uh, a Christian's faith ultimately does overcome. It continues to say. Yeah. Well, hold on, Joe. Before we get to that, I'd like to hear like as far as backsliding. Have, do you have an example of that? I would like, oh, no, yeah, I'd like I to hear about that yeah, in your life. Sure, sure. How, how uh, have you... The best example of backsliding that I think I could share is, uh, I know when you were early married, um, that you and your wife were really struggling and, uh, and uh, the whole marriage almost imploded. And you're like, you were being a total loser of a husband, as I recall. You shared that story on episode one of D&D on backsliding. And so that's probably the one that I would point to as a really good example. Thanks for you asking. saw my notes. Thanks for, no, I, don't, I can't see your notes. You saw my notes. No, I did. I can't <laughs> see your I notes. I even put up like, make Joe go first. And then me, man, that was messed up. <laughs> no, no, that's a callback if you listen to our terrible sounding, but great episode one. Episode one, I backslided where I share my yeah. backsliding story and oh. Joe yet has not. Yeah, because I'm still in it. 
That's you're why still, you're still, <laughs> 20, 28 years of backsliding since <laughs> my conversion. That's where I'm at. Well, Joe, you're talking about sometimes we're going to lose the battle, but right. faith is going to overcome. Right. And so the confession continues by saying, yet through the continual supply of strength from the sanctifying spirit of Christ, the regenerate part does overcome. So this is when we're talking about like the perseverance of the saints, right? You will fall. You will stumble. Yeah. You'll break God's law as a believer. But um, because of of the, the work that, that God has begun in you, he is faithful to carry it to completion. He mm. is faithful to cause you to grow as you're using the means of grace to grow. So you will struggle and fall, but ultimately your faith will prevail. And as you persevere by God's grace, you can change. Yeah, Paul talks about it in Romans 6. Uh, For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law, but under grace had no dominion over you it's not your boss it's not your it's not your lord like it doesn't control you like yeah. it used to now it still trips you up and you know it throws uh, the spike strips down as you're racing down the highway of faith pursuing uh in hot pursuit of uh, of the glory of jesus and then then satan throws the spike strips like right under the tires of of faith and good works what movie and, did you just uh, watch? No, no i'm just trying to just you know trying to be creative you know <laughs> trying to you know paint a picture for people yeah, you know, people a, like pictures. That, people like pictures. Yeah, that's a really good yeah, picture. That's a good picture, right? That was a good picture. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Thanks, yeah. buddy. That's really good. Yeah. You were looking at me like it was terrible though. So it kinda. Okay, it was kinda. kinda was. Yeah, it was pretty it was kinda, bad. Kinda, All right. It's yeah. kinda cheesy. I felt like Furtick would have used that. Uh yeah, Shake the Snake. That was one of his sermon titles. Sermon oh, series. Okay. Shake the Snake. Okay. Yeah. So Joe, what does then growth look like in the life of a believer, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it talks about this uh, at, at the end here of, of the confession uh, on, the, on this paragraph here. Uh, and so saints grow in grace, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, pressing after a heavenly life and evangelical obedience to all the commands which Christ as head and king in his word has prescribed to them. So right there, we have a, we have a nice picture of what growth and sanctification yeah. looks like in a practical sense. Well, we talked about uh, perfecting holiness. What does, that, what does that mean? What does it mean to perfect holiness, Joe? Um, well, holiness is essentially separateness, right? Okay. It is distinctness. It is being set apart for the Lord. And now this doesn't mean that you are culturally separate in every way. So uh, we shouldn't be Amish? They have good beards. Yeah, I do like do. the Amish beards. Yeah. I, I like their threads. I like their clothes. Mm -hmm. I like because the men get buttons. Women just have to have pins and stuff. The men get buttons. I like the buttons. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Very patriarchal over there. Okay. Very patriarchal. That, that's why you like it over Very there? Very complimentarian. Complimentary. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so it doesn't mean that you need to be culturally distinct mm -hmm. in every way. In some aspects of culture, it is wickedness and there's evil and you need to reject that stuff. But in much of culture, there's much to be shared that is good or just sort of neutral. Yep. And so um, the separateness that we're talking about here, the holiness is consecration unto God. And this is, I think, further explained when it talks about fear of God, the heavenly life and uh, evangelical obedience. And we're talking about fear of God, right? We're talking about, uh, I mean, what about, uh, that, that, that phrase throws people off sometimes, right? Like, what does it mean to fear God, right? I thought it's not that like you fear scary movies. It's not, not like that kind of fear. No. It's not that kind of fear that I have. Uh, but it's that like that awe-inspiring, awestruck awesomeness of God. Right. It, it produces within us a profound reverence yeah. and awe. And there is a sense of fear, but not fear that God is going to judge me. But there is this, it's a kind of fear where you recognize he could have judged me. Mm. You know, he's yeah. holy and I'm not. And so it is like, whoa. It's like when you're standing and looking at a waterfall, like I went to Niagara Falls with the family one time and you realize, man, if I was just dropped into that body of water right before the falls, 
I would die, yeah. right? But I'm safe here. I'm safe here. And so you see the power. So the, the holy judgment of God is not crashing upon us, mm. but we still recognize it and see it. I think that's a, a good way to talk about it. And then what about this, this heavenly life it talks about pressing after a heavenly life? What do you think the idea is there? I think the idea there is, is pursuing that goal, right? Knowing that our, our goal and purpose is not for here, but it is though, uh, in, in the life to come. It is though in the being in the presence of the glorious and gracious and holy God. I think that's good, man. You press after it, right? You're, you're longing for that, that great reward. You're looking ahead to it. Like the resurrection where you get to behold the face of Christ and be perfected in holiness. And I think also a heavenly life, um, is just like a heaven word life, right? In a practical sense, right? It's like you're setting your mind on the things above. Mm. Like you're, you're kind of looking after that. So I think that's, that's a really good way to talk about it. And most of us are so focused on the here and now. We don't think about the future like you were no, talking no, about. No, no, yeah. We, yeah, we're very much about what's going on in my present circumstances. Yeah. And then it talks about, uh, you know, in evangelical obedience. Now, right. Joe, that sounds pretty pharisaical. Well, evangelical obedience? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, big Eva. You know, the big evangelical movement, mm. you know, like it's all, you know, it's about, it's about money and prestige and platforms. It's not talking about that. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought that's what it was going to be talking about. No, evangelical obedience is different from say, uh, legalistic obedience. So, um, or fearful subservient obedience, evangelical obedience is an obedience to God that stems from faith and the joy of salvation. Um, so because we love God, because we want to be closer to God, then we we do these certain things uh, that God calls us to do within Scripture. So it's not out of a sense of obedience, but it's out of a sense of, of reverence and love for him. Yeah, it's not just naked duty, like I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. It is, uh, which is true, I am supposed to do this. But the motive is, is a... a it stems from a love for God and a desire to glorify God because we have communion with him. And it, you can, you can, the Puritans talk about this in terms of repentance, right? There's evangelical repentance and there's legal repentance, right? So for them, evangelical repentance is when you repent because you know that your sin is ultimately and primarily against God first. Yes. And then secondarily against the people in your life that you sin directly against. Um, and evangelical obedience means like I'm moved out of a deep sorrow for my sin against God uh, that I want to confess and repent and do what's right to bring him glory. Legal repentance might look very much the same in that, well, that person stopped saying bad things or they stopped doing this particular mm-hmm. bad thing, but they're doing it because uh, not out of a desire for God and to glorify God, they're stopping their behavior because they don't like the impact that it's had on their life. Yeah. It's embarrassing or it's painful, so therefore I'm going to stop. So evangelical obedience is not about uh, conforming to religious expectations of a particular community. It, is, it stems from a desire to know and glorify God. Mm. That's sanctification, man. Yeah, I love it. Man, that's a, that's a great chapter. 69, chapter 13. Well, uh, you know, what, you know, what, you know. What, I think if people want to be sanctified, if they really want to be sanctified, mm. they ought to come to the Doctrine and Devotion Conference, May third and fourth. Oh, I'm coming up. Theology. We got Dr. James Hamilton. You know who wait, we got back? Who, wait, James D- Hamilton and yeah. Doug Logan. D- no, Doug Logan. Stop it. Doug Logan's He's back. not coming. He's Matt back. Chandler's going to block it again. Don't do that. Matt stop Chandler, <laughs> block, Matt. You you blocked him the first time we tried to get him to come for this one with some oh some conference, and then all of a sudden, like once we pulled him, then you're like, okay, they're. You're, you don't need to go to that conference. So now we'll see. We'll see if you do it again, Matt. We're watching you, bro. We've got my eyes on you, Matt. 
So if Matt doesn't try to block him, Doug, Doug Logan will be yeah. there. <laughs> we got Nick Batzig. We've got Steve McCoy. We got Jen Thorne. We got Philip and Jasmine Holmes. It's going to be a great conference. You want to head on the website, docsforfortune.com slash conference. We got 400, Joe, 400 sets of swag. So every person gets 400 things? No, no, no. Oh, no what no, are you no. saying? We have 400 things. Bags, okay. Each has multiple things. Oh, I get it. Cool. Yeah. So the the first four hundred are going to get the swag. Yes. So register now, you because if you, you're four hundred one, you're going to you be looking at it. everybody else. Like, no, I ain't got any bags. Yep. We might have a bag, but there'll be nothing in it. Well, no, you might. You'll still get the t-shirt. The t-shirt. Oh, okay, for sure. you'll still get the t-shirt. You'll still get the t-shirt and journal. Journal yeah, and but, uh, uh, and oh, in our awesome like uh, pamphlet that talks about the uh, the brochure, the program. Yep, the brochure. You'll get the brochure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so yeah, those things will be there, but uh, the books will not from all the publishers oh, we got that we've got. Banner of Truth. Banner of Truth. We got Man. Crossway. Oh, it's going to be good. Uh, who else? Intervarsity Press oh, is yeah. going to be uh, there. Joseph Smith's Golden Plates. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. Later.